Hello, everybody. My cat is currently, uh, she just got out of the dentist and had to get some teeth removed, so she is forcing her head upon my hand to move the mouse. So if there's any, uh, any cat happenings on the stream, just know she's still recovering. It's very cute, but she's, <laughs> she needs peoples right now. Um, so, hello, everybody. I bet you didn't expect to see us, uh, us people, on a Thursday of all the days. Typically, that day I know is reserved for a lot of people for Dungeons & Dragons, which is why we're doing another tabletop RPG, something a little bit different, uh, which if you have been in the Discord, uh, I have been very, very excited about. I recently purchased uh, the Fate Worlds Volume 2, Worlds in Shadow, uh, and in that I found rules for something I've been looking forward to for an incredibly long time, which is giant mechs inside of my tabletop rpg uh i am we are still in the process of learning how to play fate so a lot of this is going to be uh very off the cuff what we're doing is basically a dm prep game because a lot of what dm prep in fate involves is actually character creation with your friends uh as well as a general setting to go off of uh so we are going to be doing some of that, which I think is very fun. Because uh, if you know me personally, oh man, do I love Gundam. I love Gundam so much. Uh, which, if you are looking at the Twitter or the Twitch layout, you can see that we're actually using uh, an image of two Gundams fighting as the background. Uh, as well as I have my OneNote open. So I'm going to be sharing that with you guys so that way you can actually see and how I, I go about making these notes for the campaigns that I do. Uh, I figured that uh, this would be easier to show off than my campaign notes for the Monday or Tuesday night game, because that way, uh, if RJ decides to lurk in chat, he doesn't end up spoiling himself on some delicious, delicious uh, stuff. On, on a I lurk nice where I please, steak. good sir. Yeah, so instead, we're going to be doing some mechs. Uh, so... Mm -hmm. First, I think a rundown of the fate system is probably going to be our best bet, just so that way we understand kind of how this game functions. Uh, again, because I am very new at running this game, I have played it once before, and I fell in love because Danae, uh, our, our dear Coriander from Monday Nights, played a Wild Blue Yonder game with us, uh, where we got to be cowboys with superpowers, and... <laughs> I needed I needed to play in that system again. So what does a tabletop RPG fan do when you want to play a game but you don't have but nobody else is like willing to run the game? You learn the game and run it yourself. Uh, so today uh, we're gonna be going just covering basic fate. Uh, so fate can be broken down into four basic actions. You have Overcome, which is the equivalent of making a skill check or uh, other basic ability check, which, magic, if you give me the mouse, I have listed right there. Uh, there are four different outcomes for making your Overcome check, which is when you fail, you can choose to just say, no, I didn't fail, I succeeded, and then something really bad happens as well as part of you failing, or you can just say, oh, I fail, that's fine, and then you move on past that point. 
uh, when you tie, you can get uh, you get what you were after, but you take a minor cost to it. So maybe you open up the door, uh, but then somebody spots you opening up the door. So it becomes very. Uh, it can get very very cl uh, close in how things are are interacting, uh, but for the most part, it's not going to be like, oh, I tried opening the door. I opened the door. But now the alarm's going off. Like, that would be a major fallback to you actually succeeding in opening a door. Uh, if you succeed on the check, then you attain the goal at no cost. And when you succeed with style, which is when you succeed uh, with two or more of the challenge rating of the thing that you are trying to do, uh, then you also get a boost in addition to your goal. Now, what a boost is, is uh, it's a type of aspect. And aspects are a very, very crucial part of the fate system, which we will get into more as we uh, do character creation. Which, uh, as I have said earlier, character creation is a huge part of the fate system. Uh, so what, uh, what comprises character creation and what helps players and DMs alike, uh, or I guess storytellers, or if you are looking at the layout, you see me listed as the voice in the sky, uh, because... In Fate, they call you the game master or the storyteller, but honestly, it's such an interactive game that I feel like just being a voice in the sky rather than, like, the end-all be-all of this is a little bit more appealing for me. Uh, so, uh, we are going to be going into high concepts. So, high concepts can be anything from, I want to be the girl with the sword, or I want to be a badass pilot, or I want to be, like, the last surviving member of my family, or something along those lines. Some very broad-ranged idea uh, that you can then kind of work into, uh, into a character at full. Um, so in this setting, all of your characters, uh, as well as being uh, your high concept, uh, are also going to be pilots you will be able to operate and use a mecha, which is a, in D&D, &D it would be like a gargantuan-sized creature uh, that is a robot that you get inside and you can pilot. Now, Fate System is actually very cool uh, in that it draws inspiration from all of the different mech anime uh, and television series and games that you could possibly think of. So there are rules for if you want to be a Transformer, you can. So in uh, a situation like Robotech or Macross, where you could be a robot who then turned into a jet and then from your jet form turned back into a mech, there are rules for that. If you want to be like a uh, like a member from Beast Wars and be or Zoids and be like a giant animal and then eventually turn into a robot to fight things, you can. If you want to be a combination of other robots, you can. And the combination thing uh, is actually very important as well because, 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 uh, you all can choose to take the combined skill if you would like. And in doing so, LB, like you had said, some of the only mech anime uh, shows that you've seen was Voltron. You guys could Voltron together and form one massive mech so that way you can just do whatever you want. This game is incredibly open-ended. I fucking love it. Uh, I'll form the head. <laughs> someone had to say it. <laughs> um, so one of the setting that we are going to be playing in 
uh, is going to be Gundam. Specifically, just because I am familiar with Gundam, I know a, a wellspring of knowledge that I probably should have saved for school or something else uh, of Gundam. And one of the things is that you guys are going to be playing in the uh, first Neo-Zeon War. And that doesn't really mean a whole lot to a lot of people, but in the scope of uh, the Gundam stories as a whole, the Neo-Zeon Wars are where the different uh, story arcs begin to start branching out. Everything kind of relies on that. As you have the Earth itself... Uh, which they call the Earth Sphere for the most part. Uh, people began to leave the Earth Sphere, creating colonies, uh, either space station colonies, or they started making uh, colonies and terraforming on different planets. So you have people from Mars, uh, you have people from Earth, you have people uh, not from Venus. You can survive there for a little bit, but it's too close to the sun. So unless your mech is built uh, to withstand that much solar radiation, it's not going to be happening. Uh, also, because of the way that uh, Fate Worlds is structured, they call their setting Camelot Trigger. Camelot Trigger is very much a high fantasy knights meets mech. Uh, and there were some things that I liked from Camelot Trigger, other things that I don't. Uh, so as I kind of build around what we're going to be doing... Um, there will be things from Camelot Trigger that make their way in, such as uh, these large dragon-headed space portals that are called uh, Worm Gates. And the Worm Gates were essentially built to expedite uh, interplanetary travel. So rather than taking months to get between uh, planet to planet, you can make it a matter of days. So that way it's a much quicker mode of getting from point A to point B to make the entire galaxy your effective playground. Mass Effect Relays. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yes. So, uh, there will be Mass Effect Relays for the purpose of this adventure. Just know that they are coming. They have not been made yet. Uh, so, there are two sides to the conflict behind the Neo-Zeon War. And that is the Federation, uh, which is kind of as shitty as it sounds. It's effectively the Earth Sphere. Uh, wanting to maintain diplomatic and uh, trade powers over all of their different settlements that are then out there in space doing their own thing. So you have a multitude of colonies where the number of people outnumber the remaining individuals left on the Earth sphere, but they're still being controlled by that minority. So those who are loyal to the Federation are in conflict with the members of the Neo-Zeon army. Uh, both sides are not good sides. They are not, uh, if you look into the grand scheme of what happens, Neo-Zeon ends up being just as bad, if not worse, as the Federation, but in their own separate way. Uh, but the conflict that you guys will be involved on is Neo-Zeon versus the Federation. Uh, depending on the outcome of this game, if we end up getting to that point, we might just do character creation if it takes a long time, uh, then... We'll still, we will remember you in future mech anime because this is a lot of, again, just kind of prepping, seeing what works, what doesn't work. These are three of some of my, my bestest, greatest friends. So I figured, why not ask them, hey, help, help me run a game about mechs. Uh, so 
let us go through because I know RJ, you've spent. Uh, I, I talked to you initially about getting in on uh, a mech game, so I know that you've been thinking about your high concept a lot. So we're gonna roll to you first, and then we can kind of work out how our skills and everything else like that falls into play because there are new skills that you get to take. Uh, for this setting, which again is one of those things where it's like some of them don't really make sense for what we're going with. Like one is a family lineage. So if you in the Camelot trigger are a descendant of X kind of Zodiac symboled family, then you have different resources that you can call upon for there. And at that point, let's just call it resources. It's fine. We don't need to convolute this with extra stuff when it's already mechs. It's already going to get ridiculous as is. So, what is your high concept, or do you have one yet? Uh, high concept. I was thinking of the mechanic. Okay. Um, basically, they were embroiled in this affair, starting off as a mechanic for one side or the other, and desperate times called for desperate measures, and he hopped into a mech and began to fight as well. Okay, so your high concept is that you want to be a mechanic who managed to get, uh, did you, like, did you steal it? Or did you, or was it like you saw, like, an enemy's mech fall nearby and then the pilot, like, crawled out dying and then you hopped into the enemy's mech and you, like, repurposed uh, that kind of fallen tech? Like, how did you get this mech? Uh, I was thinking, um, the hangar where he would work in like one of the space colonies, um, was about to explode. So instead of hopping into an escape pod, he ran to a mech and hopped in and then from there repurposed it. Okay. From an exploding settlement. Okay. So if you were coming, this is also where the beauty of fate comes in is that, we can just keep talking about the backstory and more things will eventually kind of flesh themselves out because of that. Uh, so you came from a space colony. Uh, so are you a supporter or are you against uh, Neo Zeon? Uh, hmm. Like what side of this, of this uh, military division are you falling on? have to think about uh maybe well are we going into the loyalists or are we just sticking with neo zeon and we we can just stick because again this is the first war so there isn't a whole lot of loyalists that are still popping up uh this is very much the initial contact uh in the lore of gundam what happens leading up to this conflict is that neo zeon actually drops a space colony on dublin uh, in Ireland and just levels it. Uh, and the, the Neo Zeon is just like, they gotta do something. They're, well, they're gonna be so mad. And the Federation is just like, well, it wasn't really filled with like important people. So. Fuck it. Yeah. And they just let it happen, which Neo Zeon was like, I, I don't understand what's going on here. Um, but since we are in your character creation as well. Do you want to figure out your aspects first and then figure out your skills or do you want to or do you want uh, to have skills listed out for you first and then kind of work in your aspects like why are you so good at these skills or other way around? 
Uh, let's do it the other way around. Okay. So you are from a exploding settlement. You were in space. Uh, so you could have had your first mech be on either side mm. of this war. Would it be... Um, or at least your first mech. First mech. I, I don't know what the other two want to do. So I want to say he floated around in space and was captured by a force. There's like okay. this hunk of debris and they're like, yeah, that's a mech. We're going to take it. Okay, so captured by a force. All right, so uh, Greybeard, would you like to go next and explain uh, if you have a high concept that you would like to do? And again, this high concept can be anything. Yeah. Uh, um, first off, I, I really like, you know, RJ's like, I form the head. I'm like, I form the ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like the, the legs and, you know, and unfortunately that leaves lb to figure out where she yeah exactly i know and that's after i thought it i'm like i shouldn't say anything um, i formed the midriff <laughs> um, i formed the arms that's <laughs> just arms neck butt and arms um, yes uh so and and two you know there's so many of those those old shows where they you know based on shogun warriors and whatnot like uh g-force battle planets you know where they all form together and become the fiery phoenix mm -hmm. and uh and and stuff um so that will be my question is there like it it's it's a human-centric universe yes there there's no like giant kaiju space you know dragons and 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 whatnot that that we know of currently. yes uh there so are none it is as far as uh at this point in time humans just agreed on a universal calendar about 80 years ago is it a 10 day no it's a week no <laughs> i've I've got a galactic calendar I made for my space uh, role play game. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, um, I I would love to reprise uh, my uh, basically kind of a uh, robot jock samurai um, type character. So I think uh, probably raised to be a. Uh, a, a mech jock or you know whatever we're calling gundam pilot mm -hmm. um type thing so uh i guess that's where i would i would want to go with it okay um so a robot uh a robot jockey aka just a pilot samurai who was like raised so yep. you were like it was still you have like a sense of honor in battle with you that mm -hmm. kind of thing yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Where it's you know it's a military upbringing and you know the, the that kind of uh, born in the saddle kind of thing. <laughs> All right, uh, and so if that was the case, and you were born to like if you were born and then raised how to pilot very early. That probably would place you in the originally uh, as part of the Federation because they would have had access to all of the giant mechs and everything like that. So that way they could train you from an early age, whereas the uh, the rebellion forces very much got theirs piecemeal later and then refitted them and figured out, OK, this is how we can make our own and then fight back. So but with that, we can also say because of my sense of honor and whatnot that 
I could I could have at some point gone, mm, I see. Exactly. You have no honor. <laughs> and, and hence join the rebellion. So whichever way we decide as a yeah, group. To this fall, is just figuring out where like your origin point is. Or your yep. origin point is. Yeah. Origin point is Federation. All right. And then LB, do you have any idea for what you would like to be? I do. So we were born before the separation. Uh, yes, you are currently going to be fighting in the war be that uh, is occurring between those two forces. Okay, so my and fit this in how it fits. But I grew up in a very uh, rich family. And instead of getting a pony, I got a mech. And it was like super fun to uh, <laughs> Yes. RJ, yes. Oh, no, I, I was going to point out the differences between Neo Zeon and the anti Earth force, where Neo Zeon was very inferior in number versus like the anti Earth forces. So they had to make highly specialized mechs. Uh, whereas the anti Earth forces were like, there's so many of them. Let's just mass produce these motherfuckers. Nerd. Yeah. <laughs> So you were the, so funny thing that you would say that you wanted to grow up in like a nice wealthy family, because one of the tropes that Gundam typically has is that there is a weird princess character. There is always Ooh. one who is like, I am the diplomat from a noble family who is here to act like a Joan of Arc character and like bring up the small people. Or like, uh, there's one character uh, in Gundam Unicorn who is the son of like- I'm sorry, pause. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gundam Unicorn, the Listen. magical girl Gundam series, as I like Woo! to call it. Because yeah. uh, the main character, Banage, uh, who his name is spelled like Banner, like Banerjee, Banerjee. Yeah, it's really I don't like the way it's spelled because um, I didn't hear it until I watched the series, and they're like Banerjee. I was like, I don't know who this is, uh, but his Gundam uh, stays in its standard form until he uh, unlocks his new type ability, which basically allows him to connect his emotions to every other creature that's in the surrounding area. So the stronger he feels, the more powerful his Gundam can become. And there is a magical girl transformation sequence on the Gundam every fight as it goes into its new type form. No, it, like, it's, it shows up the leg, it goes to the Gundam butt, like you see it like come down. The horn that it has on its head actually splits open to create this, like, the, the trademark Gundam V on the top. It's beautiful. <laughs> so, uh, yes, you can, be, I, you can be the rich horse girl, but replace horse with Gundam. I would also like to point out that there in G Gundam, there is a Gundam called the, Gun um, the Master Gundam, and he has a... His mech is piloted. His horse mech is piloted by a horse <laughs> named Fusaki. Oh my god! So what you is this show? G Gundam. It's a G it's Gundam where is Earth the becomes street fighter. a boxing ring. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. So in G Gundam, every time they go into a fight, a electrical force field appears, or like a force cage appears around Earth to allow them to fight in one oh. city. And the entire Don't. time, like, it's it's just them punching each other. 
There is no reason why they fight. It's at, great. At some point during the show, the main character is late for his fight, so he uses the force field cage as a slingshot to make his entrance. And I'm just like, what is this? Why? Okay. Have you seen this man? So this is why I'm excited that you're here, LB. It's <laughs> because you have no frame of reference for this. So I guess what I'm thinking is that my character, like, not that she doesn't have empathy, but she doesn't see it as like a I'm killing people sort of thing. It's kind of like, this is fun. And it's a challenge. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of disassociation mm -hmm. with uh, some Gundam pilots where they think they're killing bots up until the point they see like the blood spread they're like oh god I'm killing people yeah then they like look behind them there's just a slew of destroyed bots and it's like Gundam Ooh. pilot starts crying and it's like Banaje stop crying it's okay <laughs> like it's still the Gundam unicorn kid um, <laughs> <laughs> um but so yeah those are uh so we have your high concepts at uh, a mechanic who managed to steal a mech. Then we had was raised from an early age by uh, it could have been either like a military force or it could have been like a special school for Gundam pilots, uh, which is that's the plot of a dating sim. That's besides <laughs> the point. Muv Love Alternative was weird. Oh, oh, oh no. You Sorry. Switched. I hit the wrong. <laughs> oh, that is a okay. Sorry, sorry, I hit the wrong button. That's okay. I can switch you two back. Um, <laughs> now you're the mech enthusiast. <laughs> there we go. Oh. And swap <laughs> back. Uh, yeah. So uh, the high concepts are the mechanic who we found out started on a space station, uh, worked as a mechanic for a while. And then eventually managed to find a mech suit. Uh, and again, maybe it was the maybe it's the mech suit that you still have. Maybe it's the one that you uh, like managed to actually like break into the piloting field. Like after you finally got into it, they recognized like, oh, this guy's actually really good at this. Um, if we were to be a part of the Neo Zeon forces. I'd like it to be my original suit, but they've upgraded it from the standard base model and gave it special armaments. Only okay. like it would have. Yeah. Uh, so let's just say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We got to pick a side, guys. <laughs> we do. That's the next part of this. Or you could be part of the part of the loyalists and just have really terrible mechs. Nope, that's no. not how mine works. Couldn't couldn't we be mercenaries selling our services to both sides? Hmm? Uh, so I don't know if I would do. <laughs> Maybe I, with influence, I could do that. No, the main character. Who's to say you're not the leader of the group? Where you're, uh, you're the one who makes the deals. So. Nah, bruh. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm like a child, not a child, uh, but I'm basically like. Everything's pretty. <laughs> Look at oh all this. Your mech, it's so pretty. <laughs> Iron blooded orphans, it's happening all over. Oh uh, no. <laughs> the names like, of Gundam shows get weird. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is how I picture it. I'm the kid who grew up in like the wealthy family that like 
owned GM or something. So I know a lot about the mechs because like I grew up around them and I'm like, oh, is this the fusion core? Blah, blah, blah. What's the, you know, I know all the specs of it, but I'm like, like everything else in life. I'm like, I'm I'm so aloof. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Okay, so your family owned a manufacturing plant for mobile suits. So, sure. Um, if they were like a GM or maybe okay, so there's also the option. So again, kind of tying into the Neo Zeon, where RJ was saying, okay, so maybe the Neo Zeon ended up like buffing up my mech suit and giving mm-hmm. me more of that kind of thing. Maybe that's more what your family was doing because in Neo mm-hmm. Zeon they needed those more uh, like much more intensive on the inside, uh, like more specialized mech suits. So maybe that was your family was not necessarily like general motors, but it could have been a, uh, it could have been like, Oh, we were like the Lamborghini of, uh, like of Gundam. So like you, we can get you exactly the specifications that you need or that Mm -hmm. you want, but Always at a price, but you were just yeah. around the manufacturing plant. You've kind of learned this, uh, the ins and outs of Gundams, mm-hmm. as well as like how, um, just how they work and, and different things relating to that. Yeah, we put rims on everything. Yeah. Uh, so if you would like, uh, you can add your you can add an aspect if you would like, okay. uh, which is the first thing, uh, first aspect that we're adding, and this is going to be. Uh, we're going to have aspects based on how we know each other, because I like the way that Danae had set it up previously. Uh, but mm-hmm. I feel like with your background, uh, you could add an aspect eye for detail. Mm. So uh, then you could say like, oh, when I'm looking at other mechs, it doesn't take me as long to kind of recognize what about that mech is different or special mm-hmm. or yeah. is, has its custom parts. Uh, or maybe where it's been repaired at certain points. Like, you're very good yeah. at, at visualizing that kind of thing. Look out! He's got an energy sword! <laughs> like, you don't Fuck, say! told you! <laughs> okay, so... Aspect... I for detail. I thought of something cool. Um, aspect called Chop Shop where basically if a part gets blown off of my mech i can basically cannibalize another mech to like grab their arm and then pop it on i am going to say no no specifically because there is a ability in the game already called salvage boo so i'm just i don't want you to use an aspect when there's already an ability that lets you do that thing um if you wanted that could be something uh, because in this game, not only do you as players have aspects, your mechs also have aspects as well. So, yeah. well, not aspects. They have stunts, which are something that we will get into later. So you could, for example, have your core piece on your uh, of your Gundam have the have a stunt where basically if your arm gets blown off or something like that, you could grab another arm, put it up, and you would see cords kind of reach out onto it, and then you would begin to be able to move that arm as your own. So you could have, like, this quick grafting ability. Okay. Yeah. So I would say write that down so we don't forget, because audio listeners might remember what we talk about, but (laughs) I'll be damned if I remember what I say five minutes after I say it half the time. 
All right, so, uh, so we have RJ being a member of Neozeon, right? Because you wanted them to be able to like pimp out your Gundam. Yeah, um, pimp my mobile suit. We're all gonna be part of Neozeon, right? I believe so. At this so, point, yes. Okay, so I want to kind of change it where yeah, an enemy mech does crash. Uh, I managed to steal it because it'd be the generic mech for the anti-Earth force. Crash land somewhere, or was taken up by a Neozeon ship, and the mech was refitted. Force mobile suit. I need to get into the habit of saying mobile suit instead of Gundam, because <laughs> trademark, I don't have it. All day I've been mentally referring to this as damn gun. <laughs> Just swap them. Gundam is an acronym, right? Something long. Probably. That's what she said. About you. You. <laughs> hey, you get your dad jokes. This is my thing, okay? Let me have it. <laughs> oh, there's like 50 billion acronyms. God dang. <laughs> okay, so repurposed for Neo Xeon Forces. And then LB, yours is that your family makes the custom mechs for Neo Xeon. All right, awesome. And then GB, uh, so you would you want to have, uh, so your origin point was the Federation. So, uh, hmm. They dishonored themselves. Is I mean, does that work out? We can switch things up. Well, it could be... So the way that I'm thinking is with Neo-Zeon and, and the Federation, because, again, there is Neo-Zeon like just dropping a settlement onto, uh, onto Dublin, causing it to just be wiped off the face of the Earth, and then the Federation does nothing... Uh, do you feel like you would have defected from the Federation at that point and joined up with Neo Zeon? Even though their tactic was like, you dropped a settlement on a town and now the town is gone. But like, maybe you feel like theirs was like an ends justi justify the means kind of thing. Or would um. you, or would you have just like, would that have been like a, a harder selling point? Like if you had already been on Neo Zeon, I, yeah, I think that maybe it 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 had to be you know slaughter of the innocents or or something where it, hmm, because I there's mean, the Federation is almost a lack of action, right? Yeah, and that's the thing is like. All of this stuff is happening around them, and they're still maintaining military outposts, just fighting back against the anti-Earth forces, defending themselves against Neo-Zeon when they are assaulted. But for the most part, they're just maintaining a status quo rather than trying to do anything about it. Hmm. Because... Yeah, there, there has to... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, you could be a Federation loyalist who is, like undercover uh or is like snuck into the ranks of neo zeon to try and like bring them down from the inside 
So you don't necessarily agree with the Federation, but you also don't agree with Neo Zeon. Hmm. I don't think I'm a spy. I think I'm a warrior. So that would... Uh, um, yeah, that's hard to fit. I, I Maybe I have to change my high concept a bit. Okay. Um, let's move on. Okay. Yeah, sounds <laughs> good. Back to it. So... One of the things that we are going to be getting into, it's, okay, I just want to say this is incredible. Magic has been in the room this entire time, and she has not made a fuss because she's still high on kitty drugs, so she's just, <laughs> wow. just sitting, just sitting real quiet and still. <laughs> so, the, uh, let's see, what are the abilities? So, for your guys' abilities, because we can start moving into this. Uh, and you feel free to rearrange them however best you want. But this is more of uh, getting an understanding of who your characters are. Because you already have your high concept. So your stats... Oh, yes, I love you too, Miss Kitty. She started just ramming her face on my hand. Um, but... Uh, you guys will get a set number of points that you can use and put into different skills. So those are... Let's see here. Because one of the things that they have, which is really cool, in the back of the book, they have a cheat sheet for all the information that you need and where to find it. That's awesome. What page is that? That in the Fate book is 292. Thank you. No prob. Oh, you got a PDF. I do. No. By the way, I was just scrolling through and looking at some pictures of um, from the setting that we're in, and someone posted a picture of the satellite, uh, the settlement hitting Dublin, and underneath it said, "All oh, Lord, here comes the neighborhood." Oh no. <laughs> Yeesh. <laughs> okay. So, hi. Oh, she was trying to move my pen to get my attention. So. Uh, you guys are going to have uh, one great skill. So your base stat in that skill is going to be plus four. Uh, you're going to have two good skills, which is at a plus three, three fair skills, which are at a plus two, and then four average skills, which are at a plus one. Now, just keep those numbers down, and then you will have more abilities than you have modifiers, and everything else is just going to be at a plus zero. So it'll be... Oh, you're trying to open up the book for me. That's so helpful. Um, so all of that is going to be uh, incorporated into how your character functions. Now, the other thing is, is that again, like I was saying earlier, in the Camelot trigger setting, they made changes to the skills. So that way uh, it kind of fit more towards what they were going for. But ours is, again, like a, a twist on a twist of a game. Uh, so we're going to be going through the skills and then seeing, hey, based on your general knowledge of robots and fighting in space, do you think this ability is applicable for what we're going with? So the first one is a new skill. 
And that skill is called armor. Uh, so basically, that will determine the mech that you have, uh, or the familiarity that you have when piloting said thing. Because there's always going to be points, uh, there's also going to be an option for vehicle, uh, but that could be like a star cruiser, or a trade barge, or some other kind of actual ship, rather than a more uh, humanoid fighty robot. So, then... Add some new pages. So our first skill is armor. Uh, then the next skill that we have oh, is called. Are, are we supposed to be writing them down? All bots. So for for this one, just because armor is very core to the game, uh, just write it down somewhere so that way you have the list of stats out. Uh, I'm also writing down a list so that way I can just send it to you guys after I'm done writing it out. So that way we mm -hmm. have a much more fixed version if you would prefer that. Uh, to save on paper and time. Cool. Uh, so the other ability, uh, so instead of shoot, it is now called blast. Uh, most ranged weapons are energy protect or energy projectiles that function equally well in atmosphere or in space or in space. Rocket propelled explosives are also used, but usually at armor scale. Use blast when firing armor weapons, shooting laser pistols, or anytime you want to cause damage at range. Uh, so. It's just your basic shooting. I think blast works fine uh, for what it's called and kind of what it does. Uh, I actually, I preferred shoot, like the wording that they had with it the first time, but I feel like blast is a, a little bit more evocative as a term, especially when you're like, I'm going to blast it with my laser gun. Like, just get really amped up about shooting. Um, oh, yeah, this was one. Uh, that they changed that I didn't really know how to feel about, which was instead of empathy, you have a chivalry score. So chivalry, honor is important to every knight. You can use chivalry to demonstrate how honorable you are, as well as determining how honorable others are. Um, I feel like empathy works better in the Gundam setting, just because, like... In Gundam Wing, for example, they were all supposed to be, like, counter-revolutionaries, anti-government assassins that were, like, child soldiers. So, at that point, it's like, okay, chivalry's dead to these young to these young kids. Like, that doesn't... Mm. So, I think... I, I personally think empathy would still work here. So, what are we going with? So, I would say empathy, unless anybody is strongly opposed and thinks that chivalry is the way to go for this game. I'm going to use my empathy like chivalry, but it can be empathy. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then instead of deceive, it is called cunning. And I think cunning works really well, uh, which is clever knights live longer. Honor is important, but so is staying alive. Knowing when to break the rules is an important survival skill. Use cunning to set ambushes, spread rumors, and win battles through trickery. So your cunning skill you can then use when you're inside of your mech. Uh, to help, again, kind of create a distraction to something else uh, or just really um, create a situation either inside your mech or out where the enemy isn't sure exactly what you're doing or maybe you have a plot that you're trying to put into place. I feel like cunning would be a really good, a really good way to say it, I would think. Which do you guys think? Cunning or deceive? Cunning. Cunning. All right. So, uh, Daunt 
or provoke. So provoke is the original one. Daunt is the new one. Uh, intimidation is one of the knight's most important weapons. A fearful opponent makes mistakes and being known as a terror on the battlefield instills fear in any you meet in battle. You can use Daunt to cause mental stress, create advantages from your fearsome reputation, or set up an obstacle to cow your inferiors from attacking you. And what's the... The other provoke. version is Provoke. And I use my family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can my dad... <laughs> Mm. Shit, oh, shit, her dad owns a dealership! Yep. Sweet right. rims. I'll just be. Yes. <laughs> provoke? I like provoke. Alright. And not daunt? Not daunt. Got not it. Daunt. Seems a little daunting. Didn't. I also, I liked daunt because oh. of, I, I like, like, we're going general, like, Two out of three on this one. Like, if more people say provoke, we're writing down provoke. Because, again, this is how I'm prepping for fate. I don't know any <laughs> of these things. Um, so, I like Daunt just because there are, uh, in Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans, when they recognize one of the other person's mechs, they're like, oh, no. Oh, fuck. oh it's that guy. And, like, the enemy, like, you see them, like, charging in and then stop. Like, the, oh the that mech actually gains a reputation and it's known throughout the enemy ranks as the demon so it's like i feel like daunt would be kind of cool just to have that but at the same time i feel like that could tie into provoke really easily because it's just like you see my mech right you you understand what i am do you know who i am my father invented toaster strudels <laughs> shit um, my God, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So provoke and daunt are good. Uh, we're sticking with provoke. And then the next is devotion or will. I think will is a better phrase than devotion is on this. Devotion has like that sort of religious thing to it. You know, connotation. A knight fights for a cause. Love, loyalty, family, or faith. Not a Gundam Ooh. pilot. Gundam pilot fights for fucking money. Like, yeah. Or to find his brother. Let's not talk about Akihiro on this happy show. <laughs> oh, I was talking about Domon, but okay. Oh, yeah. that There's a lot of missing brothers in Gundam. There's a lot of missing brothers. <laughs> so, I've seen this man. Uh, then it is household or resources. Honestly, I feel like resources just worked fine before. I don't think that you need to have your household tied with it. Uh, Lots of resources for LB's character. Yeah. Money, money, money. Uh, and so the way that resources work is that there you don't really have money in this game. And when I say you don't have money, it's because... You just have it. You don't have to keep track of it. You just have a resources score, and then that denotes how much money you have generally. Now, if you are from a wealthy family or you have a large back stock of money, you can use your resources skill all the time and like pay for everything. But if you don't end up like following through with it on the side where it's just like, oh, this was your allowance. This is how much we are going to give you. And you end up like draining the family's credit card. That can actually create a negative aspect for your character 
where then possible like debt collectors can come and get you your credit card is declined like things like that where eventually your resources end up becoming frozen because you've used too much of them throughout so like cuts you off yeah like in burning wheel do you make do you make resources roles or are uh, resources just sort of a role play functionary? So there are, uh, there are roles for it. Okay. I think, cause from right. what I've seen, like there isn't really a whole lot that's like, especially in, in an age where it's like, Oh, we're a spacefaring people. As long as I have my space money, everything's fine. Um, right. so I think yeah. that that works out, but it's, I, I, I think it would be more of a passive skill, but if you wanted to say like, would I know how much resources it would take for X person to have a thing? Or it's like, again, you are like, I have a plus two to my resources. Could I feasibly like buy the entire unit custom made mechs? Probably not. You would probably have to get like a plus six in that skill to even think about like outfitting people in mech suits <laughs> for free versus like, okay, I can afford to like maintain my own and get repairs. And again, in this one, uh, in this setting, your resources will also be tied to the quality of repair that you end up getting because if you as a group have very low resource cost, you're kind of just going to be making piecemeal with the uh, parts that you find out in the scrapyards or in the battlefields after everything's kind of set and done. Um, so the next skill is inquire or investigate. You know, hate to go all D&D, but investigate's very familiar. <laughs> yeah, I also like investigation because inquire... It says in here, knights don't investigate, they inquire. Sheriff, sheriffs and constables do the dirty work of rounding up criminals and, and evidence. And it's like, so you just kind of like talk at somebody? You don't do any of it yourself? Again, <laughs> not a Gundam thing. And then the next is intrigue or rapport. So do you want to have, um, I think rapport... It might work better. Because wearing the correct fashion in court or speaking the proper word in the right ear are just as important to war as the blow of a depleted uranium warhammer to the belirium breastplate of the enemy. Those who do well in the court pass, uh, possess intrigue. Those without it are wise to stay silent and look foolish lest they open their mouths for proof. Are, are we going to have the court is, is the question there, though. Are we going to have that sort of organization that that, that matters? Uh, or, there, because if not, then... There are, like, high councils and, and things like that because Gundam, uh, the Gundam series do have political intrigue in them. Okay. But I think overall, like, where you guys are at currently it's not really going to be much like if you wanted to have that and then have your uh, like rapport. Cause I feel like rapport is also good because half the time you're going to be talking to somebody through a tiny little square. That's only showing your face anyways. So having the ability, yeah, kind of like how we talk now. So like, <laughs> exactly. Sorry, wrong thing. Wrong, <laughs> wrong country. My bad. Or is it welcome to the space spheres? All of the colonies just, you're from Space Korea. 
It's fine. Neo Korea. There's Neo Japan. There's Neo England. Fight team! There is no Neo Dublin because the regular Dublin is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about that, dude. We don't talk about Neo Dublin. <laughs> um, oh, Neo Mexico. All right. Tequila. So, uh, the next one. Yeah, let's not talk about Tequila Gundam. I'm sorry, also. we went with Rapport yeah, or... Yeah. Uh... Uh, I would say Rapport. I think Rapport is fine. Um, and then another skill is Larceny or Burglary. Burglary was the initial one. Whereas Larceny uh, is the same for Cut Purses, Disgraced Armor Smiths and Brigands... And you use it to break into treasure vaults, hijack armor, and find somebody uh, quietly to sell it off piece by piece. Larceny. Alrighty. I like <laughs> larceny as well. Yeah. Okay. What do you think, GB? Do you like burglary or larceny for a mech, I, for a mech game? I... I I garbage both of them and come up with something else. But uh <laughs> It's like burglary is like, oh, I stole a purse. Larceny's like, I stole a building. <laughs> Grand Theft Gundam. Mm-hmm. Grand Theft Gundam. Nice. Alright. Yeah, I th- I think Larceny would be good because it also says Hmm. Yeah. I think Larceny is a call on that one. Okay. So then there is your contacts, uh, which is the classic version of it, or your lineage. And the lineage, again, is like, I am the descendant of the Gemini clan. It's like, no, it's, stop uh, it. You might work, like, I feel like contacts works better because that's going to be you talking to, like, uh, in Iron-Blooded Orphans, again, as an example. There is a part where the group needs to talk to a mob boss so that way they can end up getting like sanctity for traveling through a sector of space that they wouldn't have been able to before um and that would be more of a contact and then like they brought them into the family which is a really moving scene but um turbines uh and then yeah, so use lineage when asking favors, scouring the uh, systems for someone, or trying to get a meeting with the king. I feel like contacts covers that fine. It didn't need to be rewarded. Uh, contacts. And then there is Cyberwolf's favorite skill. They didn't change it. Lore! Oh. <laughs> I was going to say Red Bull, but... uh. Oh. <laughs> No, that's that's. Um. <laughs> Your favorite skill is Red Bull. Red Bull. That sounds yeah. like an awesome skill. It sounds like I you can, just smash through everything. I can uh, I can drink a Red Bull about two hours before I go to bed. Nope. I mean, nope. that's not good, but <laughs> yeah, right. Coffee does nothing to me. All right, so uh, the next skill <laughs> is either Mark or Notice. What do you think is, because uh, Mark, this skill covers noticing things in the moment. It can be passive or active. Mark is also the skill used to notice elements on the battlefield and the tactics of the opponent. Use Mark to look for the hidden knife, smell the distinctive perfume emanating from the closet, discern information from someone's accent. Notice. Yeah. I've, I've, Mark. Uh, what do you think, GB? I agree. 
Yeah, Mark. I, yeah, it's more they, that's more of a battlefield sort of thing. And what you just read was more of a intrigue type thing. <laughs> if it was if it was only about the mechs, if it was BattleTech we were playing, yeah, not Mech Warrior, then I'd be like, oh, it's Mark because you're like Mark and calling out targets. Mm -hmm. But this is more generalized, I think. So notice is that yeah what we're yeah, I, I've written down notice. I think that's a solid Perfect. one. All right. Uh, and then there is a fight skill or melee. And melee is the updated one. This is in a mech? Yeah. Uh, melee would be either. So you're like in uh, Greybeard's character, for example, how you wanted to be, how you were saying earlier that, oh, this character was really good at fencing and martial arts and all of these other like physical kinds of things, you could definitely have uh, that be melee instead of just fight. Yeah. I, I'm good with either on mm -hmm. that one, really. I think I... melee makes the best distinction between, like, if you're fighting or blasting somebody versus if right. it's melee or blast. Perfect. Uh, and then there is another skill that was not changed, which is pilot. Piloting check. Yep, so any vehicle in the setting that's not armor uh, uses this skill. So use pilot to fly starfighters, uh, space freighters, or armor dropships. Um, and then there is... Uh, they call it skulking or stealth. <laughs> I like stealth better. Yeah, me too. Ooh, stealth, yeah. Don't you want to skulk around? <laughs> Well, that no. always gives me like the idea of like someone going like oh like <laughs> sulking instead around. of skulking. Yeah, that's not the word. Yeah. I samurai do not skulk. Um. <laughs> All right, just a high stealth skill on your armor, and it's just like a bunch of bushes taped onto your <laughs> mm -hmm. in, mm -hmm. space. Uh, in space. In space. <laughs> then the uh, the next skill instead of craft, it is called smithy. Uh, and it covers repairs of any technology, but is most often used to fix the damage to armor between battles. So instead of making a craft check, you would make a smithy check. I like that, yeah. I like smithy. Crafting, to me, sounds more like we've got to go gather crap and <laughs> things. Got to is... get two sticks and three rocks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God damn it, if I have to collect one more murloc tooth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next skill uh, is called Vigor, uh, or it is also known as your physique. So because of the physical motion required to use a Neuro Helm, which is what they use in this, but we are not going to be using Neuro Helms unless <laughs> it depends because some Gundams do, some don't. There are many ways that you can pilot. Um, no, we're synced together with Neuro Helms, and the two of us have to make the exact same moves. At the same time. Gee, Gundam. But... <laughs> it's a yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a Pacific Rim. Yep, oh. but it also happens in G Gundam. But you don't. But you don't need to be drift compatible with anybody in G Gundam, except for the horse. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, which do you guys prefer, vigor or physique? Physique. All right. Let's go physique. Physique. Besides, it's on the sheet as physique. Yes. Physique. We have a sheet. Mm-hmm. You. <laughs> I sent it to you before the show. 
I know. All right. I'm fucking with you. Uh, and then the last skill is zeal or athletics. Athletics. All right. Sounds good to me. I can spell. <laughs> I can't. So, <laughs> so I'm going to copy all of these, and then boot for two. Oh, I spelled it right. Huh. There's that. Interessant. There's that. Bam. And there's that. So that way we have a finalized list of what we all agreed on were going to be the skills. So uh, that'll give you guys some time to put those into your characters as well uh, and figure out what it is you actually feel like your pilot would be good at. Uh, because, like I've said earlier, there is going to be a mech building phase, but the way that we figure out stats for the mechs is actually going to be uh, slightly different as their stats, rather than having four, uh, four like one great skill, two good skills, three like medium skills uh you actually can choose uh what part of your gundam gives you what bonus or what part mm -hmm. of your mobile suit and you can even choose to forego those bonuses and just have be completely loaded out with stunts uh, and then as soon as your fate points are out uh, you kind of just hang around <laughs> Gundam heavy arms. You, you, you go all like Nova, <laughs> Nova, and then you're done. Yeah. Yep. Gundam heavy arms. Gundam heavy arms. He, he uh, his arms are two Gatling guns. His chest is full of missiles. At the start of every fight, he just blows everything, and then he just sits in the back, just smoking. For yeah. Like, like four episodes. He shows up. To, he has a backpack with missiles. His legs and his arms are filled with missiles, and it's just like. Scene one. Thirty minutes later. <laughs> but yeah, so those are our skills. Um. So, I feel like uh, I feel like the skills like we didn't really have to change too many of them. But again, like having a lineage skill didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me in this kind of setting. Um. So the the skills on the sheet, we just plug these into said boxes at what point we want. Yep. Or, but there is no zero. Yes. So anything that uh, doesn't have any points associated with it, you don't need to write into the sheet. Mm. But we know we need to know that we have that skill, yes. or that that is a possibility. So we just have any bonus yes and if as long as you and if it's not on the sheet and it's like i ask like hey could you make a larceny check and you're like i didn't take any points in larceny then you just add zero to the roll like you know mm -hmm. that oh okay i'm not skilled in this anyways uh hope for the best because that's always what i hope for so should we start plugging those yeah you guys can start plugging those away unless uh, you guys want to figure out more about your backstories before you start putting them in. If you have a good idea about your character and what they're about, feel free to set the points in. But if you'd rather talk more about your characters and kind of set the world around you guys that leads you into the upcoming battle. Because uh, the, uh, the way that I have been kind of framing it in my head 
uh, is that you guys are going to be taking uh, you guys are going to be taking a primary role in the final battle of this war. Like the enemy general will be on the field, and it's you guys who kind of have to wade through the enemies to be able to get up to uh, the main the main general for the Federation forces, and it'll be this uh, this battle that will decide the fate of the galaxy. Uh, so it was going to be one way or the other, you would be remembered as heroes, because if you won for the side that you were on, you would win and, and do all of that. And even if you guys, man, I don't know how, it's very hard to die in fate. But if you <laughs> did, if you did somehow die, that's like, it's fine. And in, so when you get into battle as well, that's called a conflict. Uh, and you can just choose to give up. You can just be like, no, I'm done. I don't want to deal with this conflict anymore. And when you do, you get a fate point, which you can then use later to fuel your stunts and do other things like that. So sometimes just being like, I don't want anything to do with this is the right decision to make. Which is pretty neat. Um, I got my skills. You got your skills? Yeah. Damn. All right. So... With your skills, uh, what is your great skill? Smithy. Okay, because you were a mechanic. Um, so, uh, Smithy is your great skill. What other? What are your next two skills? Uh, good with me. So, for the armor skill, it's how well I can pilot? Yes. I and one sweat. of the things that you can do is that because the... Uh, mechs themselves will have um, they have their own stats as well you basically merge your stats together and you take whatever's higher on one end or the other while you're inside of the mech so when you're building your mech you could even go out of your way and say this mech has plus four to armor so that way when you get inside the mech even if you didn't take the skill outside you're still able to pilot it to the best of your ability mm. okay uh for good skills, I picked Larceny and Notice. Okay. I thought Lars uh, I, I figured that Larceny was gonna be up your up your character's alley. Cause you were like, yeah, I took the mech after it fell and the pilot died. Like I managed to hack the biometrics and uh I'm in. Yeah, it was was it one of those like you were like you ran up and quickly hacked your way into it or because of your uh because of being able to like smithy your way in slash uh slash use larceny like you were able to combine the two or was this more of like the pilot before was dead and you just brought up his dead hand set it onto the hand scanner and like used his corpse to basically like okay thing work <laughs> like I like the combination of like hacking it so that, oh, I think he, this guy inside the seat's alive. We read his fingerprints, and then he's like just forcing the eyeballs open to like, okay, retinal scan, retinal scan, retinal scan. Okay, cool. Throws them out. Mm -hmm. Um. So what you could do, uh, to hack into it to basically like even get the opening to get the the center uh the center chamber to open up like if the pilot was dead inside it wouldn't just automatically open and chuck him out uh you could take an aspect if you wanted uh which you could call um because the thing about aspects is that you want to have them with a slight drawback to them so that way 
uh, if given an opportunity, I can invoke the aspect on you as well. And when that <laughs> happens, that's called a compel. So if you're in a situation where it's like, oh, I'm attracted to shiny things, and you're in a situation where you're in a room, I can say, hey, I'm going to compel you with your love of shiny things as you notice that there is this thing over there. And you can either choose to give me a fate point to say, no, I'm fine, I'm cool, I, like, I'm holding myself together, or you can accept my compel, and then you get a fate point for accepting the compel, but then you end up going along that way. Right. And we've talked about fate points as well uh, on the show, and what fate points are is basically at the beginning of every game, you have a refresh of three. And refresh means that as long as you have less than three fate points, you go back up to three fate points. Uh, and that's the beginning of every session. You can use them to uh, invoke additional aspects. So if you wanted to during your turn, uh, one of the things that you can do is create an advantage, which would give you uh, a plus two on a roll or let you reroll dice uh, through that aspect. Uh, or through that advantage, or you could just spend a, spend one of your fate points, do that as well as still make your action or try and overcome. Which reduces the amount of bad. Or if you're like, okay, not even getting a plus two is going to save me on this roll, you can choose to spend your fate points to actually re-roll your entire dice pool. Ooh. Okay. So for your aspect, what we could do is that um, I want to call it, we could even just call it Mobile Suit Hacker. Um, or um, what do you think would be a good way? Because the, the ability that I'm thinking of is basically when you attempt to you to perform a larceny check on a mobile suit, you can use your smithy ability instead. Mm. what would the drawback for that be would just like would i just have to have tools on hand i have i i have the idea for it the ability will be called it's not mine i swear <laughs> i don't know what it is officer yeah uh so that means that that's, that's going to have story implications as well. Because if other people begin to recognize that that, like, hey, that's Todd's Gundam. You're just like, what? No, I spray painted it green. Like, you can totally have your aspect be that uh, you've never seen it before or that's not mine. Okay, so I could use my smithy skill instead of larceny. But... Uh, the cost of the mech being recognized down the line. Yep. Okay, so. That does not fit into this box, but I'll make it work. All you have to do is just leave the main title of That's Not Mine, I Swear. Like, you don't have to include the consequence on it. Because okay. as long as uh, we both can invoke it. Um, also... Other players are able to invoke your aspects as well. So, like, when I go, like, if you all went into a room, again, we're going to be using the I love shiny things as an example. We all go into a room, I describe the thing, and your character has the love of shiny things. And LB, you remember, oh, RJ has a love of shiny things. You could even bring up, be like, you know, 
you do have a love of shiny things and that thing's pretty mm-hmm. shiny uh, and you can actually compel uh, RJ to do that as well. And then if his character ends up being like, yes, I agree, shiny thing, and like rushes over to get it, then you get a fate point back. So you can actually help, uh, you can kind of fate point fish with each other by if you end up like, if you end up being like, oh, I forgot about my aspect. And then another person's like, well, up, up, up. look at that aspect thing, related thing over there. <laughs> look over there. Oh, look at uh... I think then instead of larceny at plus three, I'll put in will. Okay. So uh, you got the that's not mine, I swear aspect. Um, GB, have you worked more on your guy yet or figured out what you want their stats to be? Yeah, my stats are my great is uh, Malie. My good is armor and physique. My fair is blast, cunning, and will, and my average is athletics, stealth, provoke, and resources. Okay. Sounds good. So you said it was melee for first. Yep. And then underneath that, it was armor and physique? Correct. Okay. Armor... That's how they spell it in the book. It's not misspelled. Um, Amor. Physique. <laughs> uh, so, uh, with that, so we're we were saying that you were originally from the Federation, or did we want to continue to retool that? Uh, we at the time it was still in the air, spinning. So, um, you know, why it could be that I was part of some underground situation or something i i put down as the thing as my high concept born in the cockpit um okay so uh if we're gonna be in the uh neo zionists um i i guess i could just have been some special case or a family in the federation that switched sides yeah or you know that kind of thing so the um, the other option for that is um like in gundam wing and in iron-blooded orphans these kids were basically like trained from an early age like borderline child soldiers to pilot these things so you could have just like gone through all of that and now you're like yeah like this is what i've been trained to do is fight in these things all right it's a little cronk like but i'll take it yeah <laughs> space just cronk. because i just because I wanted to play, I wanted to play that character I played in Robotech. Mm-hmm. Kinda, so I wanted to remake him. So. Um, the other option is, like you were saying, you could totally have just like had a family switch sides. Maybe it was one of those like you didn't care one way or the other. Like you, you like the entire conflict is dishonorable from your eyes. But yeah. at this point, it's like who's who's the bigger of two evils? Like, at least Neo Zeon's standing for something. Like, even if it's not necessarily something that you can agree with uh, 110%, like, maybe it's one of those, like, yeah, 25% of this. Um, and if you were from a family of the Federation that eventually switched sides, uh, your resources are slightly lowered. Um, well, I put a one in it because I figured at some point that's 
what happened when we switched sides yeah. or whatever. Oh, okay. We cut off. So that's why I put a one in resources. So I figured. Anyway. No, no, no. So if it switched, like you were wealthy before, and then it was like, oh, you're now living in squalor. Um, yeah. Do you think? Uh, that it would be out of the question for LB's character that you guys might have known each other or, like, practiced fighting against each other, that sort of thing. Because if it was pre-war and your family used to be wealthy, maybe you had a special unit that was, like, this is my armor, this is this is my mech suit. And it was LB's character's family who ended up, like, making that for you. Yeah. And so once like, you kind of switch sides, you still need to go to them to get yourself repaired. Maybe the uh, maybe we maybe we were the pushing the engineering, pushing the 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 stuff, and they were the yeah. We need to you know we need ad campaigns and we we need promos and merch. We need merch. Mm -hmm. You know, um, does that work, LB? Works for me. Cool. All right, so got you over here and then do you guys have names yes okay so i am going to go to yours first because you were very excited hermia hermia all right it's fine if you don't have a last name oh yeah i guess that would make sense that i would need a last name especially if your family's as illustrious uh um Hold on. Okay. But, um, they all ended. I was trying to like combine two uh, like uh, luxury car brands, like Bugatti and Lamborghini, and but they all ended. A Mazaboogie. A Mazaboogie. A Mazaboogie. A Mazaboogie. Amasa Boogie. Yes. Okay, so Hermia Amasa Boogie. Hi. <laughs> All right, what about you, GB? You got a name? I just put it in there. Kenjobo Shimazu. Oh, I don't know how to spell that. I, I okay, you sent it. Chat for you. Got it, got it, yeah. got it. So. Okay, so Kenjobu Shimazu, Hermia Amasa Boogie. <laughs> That's my character's name. He was gone for two I'm minutes. <laughs> I had the, my tummy made the rumblies, and I come back to this. <laughs> All right. Hey. And then RJ, do you have a character name? That's gonna be Eli. <laughs> <laughs> but so you need have... a last name. Not if I was on a worker colony. Yeah, you don't need a last name. You two did because you were both like, ah, oh, we were high society it's before all of this happened. Here, here's some more lore. It's literally 3-1-I. Nice. I'm writing that down. Thanks, I hate my, it. My designation. Yep. Just call me Eli. Okay. So, we have all of this written down so far. Um, so you guys have your abilities, we figured out, uh, character names, high concepts, we have a few aspects written down, uh, so I would say let's go to our first break, uh, for the evening, just because 
it's almost uh it's it's around that time anyways uh i also need to make need to find my cat she left a little bit ago and i don't know where (laughs) she went um but we're going to try and be back here in five to ten minutes so don't go no place unless you want to grab a drink grab food grab a friend bring it on back because we are going to be right on back with some god dang gundams so we'll see you guys shortly all right guys we've done it rj brought us back with a burp i don't know if you heard it listener but it might be there in the audio cast (laughs) so uh before the break we went through when we figured out stats and talked about uh the skills that we actually are going to be using in this game uh as well as started uh hinting at players backstories a little bit more uh we found out that hermia and kenjobu uh, knew each other from the pre-war days, uh, as Kenjobu's family was actually, uh, was actually a, a pretty high-up Federation family, but when they switched sides, a lot of their assets got frozen, uh, which is why Kenjobu's resource pool is so minimal now. Um, so then let's go to Hermia. So Hermia, what were the skills that you ended up taking? I took... Uh, resources as my great, uh, cunning and uh, rapport as my good, um, armor, provoke, contacts as fair and average as blast, investigate, lore and stealth. Nice. I think you're the only one who took blast. And I'm not. I didn't think I was gonna be the best fighter because like I wasn't. Re- I was like really good at flying it, but like I didn't really blow up stuff because that's like that's boy stuff. That's barbaric. I'm just an engineer, man. <laughs> I wear this yellow shirt with pride. Okay, so... I have blast at two. Okay, so GB is looking like he is going to be our our, our primary warrior uh, in this setting. So, uh, let's go around uh, and, and make some... Let's try and make some bonds with each other. Because we already have one bond between Hermia and Ken. Uh, so let's do... Let's do a total of... I want to say three bonds. And it can be three just total shared between the group. So uh, would anybody like to go first or say like, Oh, I call... I want a relation... Like I want to bond with that guy over there. I think it's fitting for... Eli having a bond with Hermia. Yeah. Yeah. Like, probably her family was the one that re-retrofitted my mech. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, because I'm a mechanic, like, you know, they were like, oh, yeah, you have some skills. You could come work for us. Okay. Now, works. Yeah. So, service for mech. Come on, (laughs) <laughs> now works for the Amazaboogie family. Just an employee. <laughs> but I've got dental. Oh yeah, Sweet great dental. benefits. All right. So that is one bond. Oh no. <laughs> I thought that was the second one. Oh, I was thinking I would be fine if we all wanted to have like multiple bonds per person. Like if you guys wanted oh. three bonds per uh, or if you wanted, uh, let's say two bonds, because that way we can have a bond 
with each yeah. or unless you're like i really don't feel like i would have bonded with this person at all then you could easily just say like okay i have two bonds with this other character and then if that character is like well i also have a bond then it's kind of like oh he's a friend of a friend but like we're in the same unit yeah and then yeah it's it's um eli you know keeping keeping my mech going or my uh what suits mobile, mobile suit, suit. Ke- keeping my mobile suit going on my pittance of, of of resources i think maybe we you know that's sort of where we could uh find friendship in like oh my god i can't you know i don't know what i'm doing i can make this thing sing on the battlefield but as soon as we get back anywhere i i don't you know that's not my thing how old is Ken? Who? Uh, yeah, well, let's uh, let's say oldish for the uh, child soldier, maybe uh, mid twenties. I was gonna say you could, because <laughs> you could uh, you could have helped train me in okay. mech stuff as like a payment for right. us fixing up your mech. All right. Yeah, I can. I and so where do you want to be? And then I, I, I'll scale up over that. Because you, you know, on those, on all those Gundam type shows, everybody's like a teenager, right? You know? Hero Yui was only like twelve years yeah. old, which is like, what? Yeah, no, it didn't make any sense. I'm gonna say at least sixteen. All right, then I, I'll stick with like twenty-five. Okay. Cool. Okay, so. Ken and Hermia. Ken helped to train Hermia on how to use a mech. Okay. Uh, Eli, are you okay with the? I you earned my respect by putting the putting me back together, keeping me in the fight. Yeah. Okay, so through keeping Ken's mech uh, fixed up for combat. Okay, and then Hermia, yours is uh, your connection with Eli and your one connection with Ken. And then did you want to have any other connections? They could also be with NPCs, right? Yeah, you can just, like, I had, like this person or this significant person just make up a name or who they were in relation to you and then you can have that as part of your bond i want a rival Ooh, okay <laughs> okay so you're part of neo zeon is your rival part of the federation yes okay so your rival male or female female okay her name's Mackenzie. <laughs> it sounds personal. It should be. She's her rival. <laughs> I'm a, okay. <laughs> okay, so Mackenzie, the rival. Um, Mackenzie is currently working with the feds. Mm-hmm. She's that one that shows up, and I'm like, <gasps> Mackenzie. <laughs> and then it's like split screen. She's like, Hey, Hermia. <laughs> 
It's I nice to mean, see you I... out on the battlefield instead of indoors. <laughs> a, a slice screen. Yeah. <laughs> yep. She's a total bitch. <laughs> yes. I know that anime trope. <laughs> okay, so Mackenzie's trying hair. The she also has really big boobs, and I'm just super jealous because I don't have any. Big boobies. <laughs> <laughs> Jealous Big, because Boobs McKenzie. That's your mean nickname is Boobs McKenzie. Yes. That's from a Markiplier thing. Oh my what god. What's that that game where you're a uh, notice me senpai? <laughs> was it Yandere Simulator? Yes, it was yeah. Yandere Simulator. Yeah. Or Simulator. Yeah. Simulator. yeah. Amazing. So yes, it is a personal thing, but it's all not a personal as in anyone I know, but it's because of that. Yeah, so Boobs McKenzie is the mean name <laughs> that you give. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, I actually like the idea of having a bond with an NPC. I think that's really solid. So, Eli, who's an NPC that you have a bond with? Is this around the time with Haro units? The little ball-like structures yes. that are kind of like personal like banajay's ball not like was it that the banajay was a mech he had the little tiny green guy yeah yeah and if like the the ears can pop open yeah the yeah. sunrise yeah yeah do you want one i have a horror, a horror unit a little green mech um robot friend robo friend is he like your R2-D2, or is he like the learning unit that he was for Banage? I think would be my R2-D2, like um, assistant AI. Okay. Jackson, like right behind the cockpit as well, to help with calculations and stuff. I like it. And for reference, where should I put this? It's in the Tuesday night group. I wanna. All right. Sorry, Barry. And then Ken. Who is your NPC tie? Hmm. <laughs> okay, so, uh, what about a lost love? Ooh. I like it. I like the idea uh, of a lost love. Because it can be like haunting or clues or the search for uh, and doesn't have to be an interaction. It can be something that's occurring yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or coming up. Do you know uh, how you lost them? During the war. Just something. Like dead or like gone? I don't like, know. Like I don't know. Like say hell maybe she was in in Dublin, when when it got crashed, and you know, in, <laughs> so in my head, I really want to make Eli Irish. So it's like they dropped the satellite on Dublin. You what? <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers got to burn. Like, <laughs> yeah. So like you know, she's the the MIA, or she was you know the last thing I heard was she was escaping. Dublin, you know, she was on like the last ship out and and then never know, you know. And 
suddenly in one of the episodes comes a mysterious female rival with a mask on. <laughs> it happens every time, and they have like a it's... scar across the front. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Strangely. Uh huh. And I got goosebumps when you freaking said that. I was like, <laughs> possibly a lie. Is it you? Uh, no, I just it, got it, that name a long time ago. Or it'd be better if she was like, I don't know who you are. Mm, amnesia. <gasps> amnesia. <laughs> that happens in Gundam Unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> of course it does. Gundam has explored a lot I don't, of I, I was gonna say, I don't think there's any trope that we're gonna come across and be like, hmm, no one's ever done that before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially not in a Gundam anime, because there's so many. <laughs> there's a cat, and he's got, you know, a side Actually! I'm sure Bill Fighters is a weird anime. series. We Bill don't talk about Get those Bill goddamn fighters. furries out of my Gundam! <laughs> <sighs> So there is a line. There's a Gundam line for RJ, and it's get the furries out. We don't talk oh. about build fight, okay? Okay, all right. That's, it's a sore spot. Fair. It's fair. Okay. So we we have figured out more about your characters. Are you guys getting a good like kind of mental picture about about who they are, what they kind of have going on about them? Uh, so then the next uh, the next question. The next segment that we are going to be going into is probably the greatest section of all time ever. Max! 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 Build a Mac! Shouldn't you get in the Mac? No! Um, so we have RJ, GB, and then we also have LB. So, sounds like I'm talking about like video cables. Yeah, you just take your <laughs> GB LB cable, plug it right onto the back. Um, so. What we need is this rule book. So, the steps to building your armor. One, assemble it. So, this comes down to a very quick uh, a very quick question, which is, do you want a humanoid or a non-humanoid mech? Ooh. Because you could have, like, a, again, you could have a zoid. You could have, like, a mech that transforms. You could have something like that. Or you could just have... Straight up humanoid, no added whistle, like no added whistles or nuts and bolts or anything. Oh, ooh. I think I'm gonna go with a transformer. Okay. Hmm, neat. So, right base concept for your mech transformer. Okay. And then we can go through yours unless anybody else wants like if somebody's curious to see how this ends up working before like that structures the way that it is let's do that okay so you have assembled your mobile frame so uh you are going to write down uh these like you don't necessarily have to write them down but these are the sections of your mech hi krieger he's so cute um you have your head your front your back, arms, and legs. So five total pieces to your mech. Now, that is your basic frame. So just the standard humanoid design. Uh, and then uh, there are the systems. I'm sorry, it was head, back. Uh, arms, legs, and chest. No, front back, cool. front back, head, armies, legs. Front back, yeah, front back. Cool. 
right. So, uh, with that, uh, did you open up the uh, a second character sheet? Okay. So in this, you are going to be choosing a system. And that is either going to be an internalized system or an externalized system for each part of the of the armor. So an externalized system would be um, like you chose to have um, a add-on to your Gundam. So if you wanted uh, blast or anything else like that, that's going to be an external system versus an internal system, which you can use to then get a stunt out of the mech itself. So, each part that you have has four different points that you can put into it. So, you can either choose for a single part to be great at one particular skill. You could have it be spread out a little bit, so that way it's like a three-in-one split where that part gives you certain uh, additional skills uh, from that, which again, if they are higher than your overall skill, you just swap them with your mech. So, you'd be using your mech as your replacement. Um, and you can do that for each of the, uh, for each of the points. So for example, uh, this dude in the book, Aaron wants his, uh, giant crab man mech thing, uh, to be very good at like taking on damage. So he gives the headpiece a stunt, which is once per conflict, he can spend a fate point to reduce the severity of a physical consequence by one step. Um, or... Uh, on a, another skill on his front side, he ended up deciding to take a, uh, plus four in his armor. So it actually, it, he, he doesn't have, he doesn't have to take the armor skill to be able to use this mech. It's as long as you are the one operating it, you then have that plus four in your armor skill. And you can do that as well as, uh, and some points, um, do end up stacking. Okay. Yeah. So, hmm. uh, yeah, you get to choose what parts uh, you want. So let's talk about it. What is your what does your suit look like? Like, what is it that you specialize in? Because you said because we've already have your aspect that you are like this isn't mine. I swear. So are you like a mobile hacker? Like, while you're out on the battlefield, you have little discs that, like, shoot off of you, latch on to other mobile suits, like any of the dummy dolls that they had from, like, Gundam Wing that you can then repurpose and turn on your side? So, I had the idea where, loathe as I say it, a cool concept from Build Fighters was one of the... <sighs> Fuck you, Steven. Sorry. One of the actual Gundams could actually... Could, um basically break parts of itself off to help support the Gundams in our team. Um, okay. So it would be like um, like the leg pieces come off and they, they turn into a blaster and then she sends it off to another person. And then there's like, it's just one core unit that's like basically the weak spot or where the actual control is. Okay. So in this, um, you can choose... Like, you could choose all of them to just have all of those stunts, uh, except for the core piece, but then you wouldn't be getting any additional bonuses out of your mech. So would you like 
So would you like for like one or two? Because again, it's both of your legs are removed at the same time. It wouldn't be like one leg is a sniper rifle. The other leg is an automatic rifle. Like you have to. De- no, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, they, the same thing would happen because they form like two barrels of a shotgun. Yeah. Which is kind of badass. Um, because so for the, tr- the, the other thing is with uh, ammo resources. Right. The amount of like shots that you have in a weapon is determined by your blast in that specific uh like in that specific stat or that specific part so like if you have two blast then like going into the mech and the mech has no blast then you have a firearm that has two shots in it but if your mech has four in its blast and you only have two then your mech has four blasts in it because it overrides the yeah. stats yeah um so could we say that would it be possible to give blasts to another person like that then? Because then the leg units detach and get sent off to someone, like a refill? Or would that be a like a stunt that we have I would have say make? your stunt could be that your your legs detach from your body uh as your torso just kind of like hovers in air with like little jetpacks coming out of the bottom. But then you could give uh, an ally uh, a plus four pool of blast. Mm-hmm. So that way they would still have it. They would have four fresh charges on this new blast that they have, which also gives them the plus four. But if anything does happen to those legs... Can't use them. Yep. Well, <clears throat> and that's why I kind of took the Transformer feat, where so at the actual Gundam that I'm thinking of uh, was it Vi- the I can't think of it Victory Gundam from the Build Fighter series. Um, it transforms into like this mini fighter jet. Okay, <laughs> to help support with like uh, harassing fire. Sure. So yeah, uh, if you wanted, you could definitely be transformer and like your legs like break off and form the gun while the rest of your body flies off. Uh, now to transform. Uh, part of that isn't that it is a free transform. Ooh. Yeah, no, the transformation skill uh, is an optional rule. So it can switch between uh, the focused wide and broad skills. Uh, yeah, so basically when you switch, uh, which I believe is at the cost of a fate point... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it always to switch between costs a fate point. So in order to switch between your fighter jet form as well as your like full bodied form, that would still cost you a fate as well, uh, as well as using your stunt, which would cost a fate. Mm, so if you so wanted to... to do both, you would spend two fate points. But if you just wanted to switch, that mm. would be one. Or you could get the jet, uh, or you could get. get yeah, get the jets because you have three fate points to start off each game as well as the ability to earn more fate points. All right. So let's roll back that then. Um, I also had the idea for like a sort of support type mech where it'll stay back, do scanning, report on enemy locations, but then it could also do like send out those bits that fly out and attach themselves to enemy mechs to take control of it yeah you could definitely do that 
Uh, so where do you want those parts to come from? Because that would just be a stunt. So where would you like, uh, like visually, where do you, where do you picture? Oh, it'd be back slotted. Okay. So yeah, you could definitely have your back slotted for uh, your larceny stunt. Which would be to take control of unmanned mobile dolls. Or to override, like, a pilot system or something. Like, some other mechanical interface. Acromotely. There we go. Okay. Uh, and then, where would you like to put any of your other points? Um, I think head, I'll boost up my notice to, like, great. So it is, like, sort of that scanning protocol. Okay. Four. Fucking chest missile. <laughs> <laughs> My arms are Gatling guns. My arms are Gatling guns. Uh, from there, how many more points do I have? Is it like point allocation? Yeah, it's you can have you can put a stunt in whatever one you want, uh, or you can put up to four ability points in either of those slots as well. So if you just want to mix and match uh, and think of stunts as well, we can move on to other people. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. So, LB, what does, uh, what does the, the, what does the, the mech of, uh, Hermia do? Like, what are you, what are you thinking of so far? Um, so I just sent you an image that I'm kind of basing it off of. Awesome. Uh, uh, and I kind of, yeah, oh, she's, like, she went, like, Daddy, I really want a mech. And he's like, okay, do you want it to be a unicorn? She's like, no, I want it to be as scary as possible. <laughs> okay. So, um, <coughs> I think that, uh, I don't, like, as far as, like, what it can do, that's, I, I, I kind of want it to have a tail that I can use as, like, an ivy whip sword thing. Okay. And then uh, the wings, I kind of wanted to be shielding in a way, like, that could like fold over and like buff me up. Okay. Um. So with the tail, mm -hmm. um, I would say because you want it like you want it coming from your arm, kind of thing. I no, mean, like, I want the tail detachable. Okay, detachable. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um. So I would say you could have that. Could just we can just have that on it you don't have to to spend a, a slot because that's just your weapon um but what you could do is that you could set uh your back uh again a lot of back stunts on this but yeah. you could set the stunt for your back uh that you gain additional armor or you can read uh once per conflict uh, you can, it's the same thing as this guy's head stunt, which is once per conflict, spend a fate point to reduce the severity of a physical consequence by one step. Uh, so when you are getting hit by something, if it's the, if it's that once during combat, you can have your wings come down and shield you from mm -hmm. the severity of it. Uh, the other option that you could have with that is, uh, you could have your wings give you an advantage to provoke, uh, or something like that. So what you could do instead is that you could have it, uh, like, 
Because what is your... Your armor skill was plus three? Armor was plus two. Okay. Uh, because if you wanted, you could have a provoke skill using your armor. Uh, mm -hmm. If provoke already wasn't uh, higher than that. So have people target me? Yeah. Yeah. Basically spread these large angel wings out and just mm -hmm. gaze upon me, mortals. I like that one. Okay. Um, so provoke. Well, my what is my provoke? Uh, yeah, it's not on here. So it's provoke. Is that once per combat? This will be once per scene. Or once per conflict is still fine, I think. Because scene is a much longer drawn out one. Okay. Okie dokie. All right. So I have my head, my back, my front. I went there too. It's okay. <laughs> I sang the song when, it, when I wasn't on the stream. Uh, and that's it. Okay. So you have your front head back. Uh, so for you oh, also have... You also have arms and legs. Uh, as a stunt, could I do like for my chest? It opens up and could also like release like these sort of nanobots that help heal on the fly for patch jobs. Like it reduces the damage yeah. stress of my allies. That would be once per scene. You can scale down uh, the severity of the physical consequence. To kind of like heal up. Because you wouldn't be able to be like, nanobots, act as a psychiatrist for a hot minute. But like... You nanobots roll out. Yeah, you could you could send out the nanobots. And then once they select a unit to repair, they steadily begin working on that. But you don't have enough to target multiple people at once. So for my head, uh, there's a point where the horns meet in the middle. Mm -hmm. And I kind of want there to be a laser. Yeah. Laser. So what you could do is that you could have a plus four in blast. You could just have like your head just function as a cannon and just blast people with like the the combined horn from your head. Yeah, I call it my third eye. Yes. Might hit him with a third eye. Third eye blind. <laughs> um, and then with my feet, since I have hooves i would like to can i do like a trample some sort of like yeah physical damage yeah if you wanted you could have that be a fight skill or your okay. melee skill uh and you could choose either great on that one as well or you could separate it where you wanted say um uh like two in there and then two in something else so if you wanted like additional points in stealth or something like that then you could also mm -hmm. include those on your legs uh instead of just going for an all one stat okay and do i have to pick front and arms as well uh yes okay um so for my arms i want to say i'm like a melee based with the sword and stuff so maybe i have like uh Dagger. No, I was going to say dagger claws. No, but I already do that. Um, I was just trying to think of, like, how creepy that. Like, I'm trying to make it creepy. 
Uh, ooh, what if I what if I grapple someone and I can leak my fluids from my my mech onto them and use it as like an acid? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like bleed damage. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally down with this. Uh, yeah. So that would be a once per scene as a stunt because you have to refill uh, yeah. the amount of like acid that you have in your claws. Yeah. Uh, but when you, you can sp just, you can spend a fate point uh, to increase the severity, I would think. Yeah, so you could increase the severity of a physical consequence on an enemy by one. Yeah. When you do it. So when you hit somebody with it and you're already succeeding, just and a little bit more. Squeeze. All I right, dig so it. Chest. Hmm. And your chest, what you could have there is legitimately, like you said already, that you... Like, you just wanted one. Like, Daddy, give me the best mech that you have. So your mm -hmm. chest piece could just be plus four armor. So as long as you are inside of this mech, it runs fine. Like, you yeah. barely need to pilot it at all. Like, it just does its own thing, basically. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. I was going to have to do something with boobs, but I that's better. <laughs> like, the boob cannons or something. Look, Mackenzie is boobs. I know, and I'm jealous. Does your mech have rockin' titties? No, it doesn't, because I don't. Maybe that, I was thinking like, that's how your character compensates, be like, I might not, but check out these. And it's like this <laughs> no, mech with large cans. It's the Madonna. <laughs> Those are the poison it's holding, like the acid holding chambers. And they just deplete. Yeah. Tank girl. Um, Tank girl. <laughs> All right, so that is yours, GB. You have sent me an amazing picture. Yeah, I love this. So is that? So how do you how do you want yours to look? So so you have front, back, head, legs, arms. Yeah, um, front, back, head, legs, arms. Okay, got it. Um, so I would like at here's here's what I here's my vision, and then we'll we'll see because you know I love this prop. So this is his sword and he can use it as a shield, um, you know, cause it's so broad things come in and he ting, 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 bounces off of it and then, you know, does his thing. Um, I'd also like, I think I want his head to be all about will, like a, a will stat. Okay. So like, you know, it's, it's uh, either, I don't know. So, uh, cause I, I only have what uh, one or two in will, and I think that that this is when he's in the mech, his mind is like like you know a steel trap. I cannot be defeated. There is no defeat. There is no surrender. Yeah. You know. Uh. So so for is that feasible? Is yeah. Head... You could definitely you could definitely have that. Uh. Do you want that to be? So what you could do even is that instead of just plus four to will, you could have it be plus a plus two to both will and cunning. Okay. So not only do you gain this like additional bonus to your mental fortitude, but it also makes your mind a little bit sharper. So you're able to pick up more on the actual okay. things happening in the battlefield as well. All right. So two and two. 
Yeah, if you would like. Otherwise, you can definitely do three and one. I think I will do three and one. Okay. Just because I, I like the idea of... Um, and now those will add to my already existing stats? If it is higher than your current stat, you just use yeah. the armors. If it's lower, okay. if you if the armor stat is lower than yours, then you just use yours. So for okay. you, for example, you chose melee as your as your great skill. So you right. don't have to worry about your mech having melee skills because you have them. Right. Okay. All right. Um, I think then I I think I will just put the head thing into just all will. Okay. I'll just give, give myself four will there like you know there is no surrender there is no defeat um and then i'll rely on my two in cunning of my own accord okay to, to get to see me through um and then the other thing i would like to have as a blast is like uh the sections of his his arms or or arm fold out like like a bow like like Ooh. you know like a bow and it's all rockets so, like, he points his arm, and then all of a sudden, ding, ding, the two sections come out, nice. and it's all just rockets, and then it fires like like a Zen archer kind of. Yes. Um, so, how do we denote that? So you could give yourself plus four to blast in your arm. Okay. Uh, because I thought originally you were gonna say like two long bars end up forming, and it's like this electrical bow that you're just shooting EMPs at people. Right. Right. Yeah, um, no, the I I like the missiles though. I think that's yeah. sweet. Cuz I think then it could look like like um a kabotu, uh uh the the Japanese fighting clubs. Yeah. The great, the great clubs, so it would look like little nubs on his arms, that but they they're actually just... like either the caps or the rockets themselves. Yes. Click out and then you know. Yes. Fire. So, um I love it. Let's do that and um Ooh, um so those were like the big things i wanted i wanted to be you know the mental the the tower of iron will in his head yeah uh he's already got the sword uh which is his malee thing um could we maybe then say that the we could use the back the back is like where the sword is at and that's the he when he uses it for a shield or whatever additional armor so Something like that or how does that I would say that the additional armor uh, that you could give yourself because um, you already have really good physique is the thing like mm -hmm. your your unit is already going to have a really good uh, ability. But what if you there's also the option. So like uh, with the Aedo sword style where it's all about that first draw yeah, that initial yeah, cut. Yeah. If you had like jet boosters on your back, so that way, like as you're pulling it forward, it's giving you an extra pull. So that way you have more forward momentum when you're striking out against people. Uh, and you could have your stunt be that you could spend a fate point and then you go first in the initiative count. Okay. As you just rocket up to people and immediately just start laying waste. Uh, the uh, we'll call it the uh, Iyatsu draw. How about that? Yes. Swing. Just fragments of other mechs floating through space. Um, 
All right. Then that goes uh, front bod and legs yet. Um, um hmm. Cause your hmm, <clears throat> legs could give you stealth. Okay. If you wanted to. Um, mostly as a, like, maybe they have some part in them that causes there to be a slight damper on any kind of sweeping technology. So that way you legitimately just show up out of nowhere, sword already drawn, and before they realize it's going on, it's too late. Give them the, the old ninja move. Um, yeah, why don't, why don't we put that in the bod? Okay. So like a stealth stealth uh boost or something so how how do we denote that uh so that stealth you since stealth is one of the skills that we have you could just plus four stealth okay yep and then that will be an always active thing with your mech all right and then uh so then that leaves legs um so i've got the the tower of iron will in the helm stealth in the bod the blast rockets in the arms the uh, ayatu draw in my back and lb did you you went with hooves right and then yeah. you're, you're you can trample things mm -hmm. awesome um yeah why, why don't i do a kick with the legs just extra oh no my malise already my melee's already at four. Um, so. If you wanted to have, uh, you could have your legs potentially be part of a, uh, like a melee stunt. Okay. Uh, so like as you sweep up on people, maybe you don't do the initial sword draw, but maybe it's like you stealth up on them just real quick with that rush and just boss kick them, just a solid boot to the chest. <laughs> So that way they're already thrown off kilter, and then that's when you bring the sword down. All right. So that would be a stunt? Yeah, the that would be a stunt. Fly, flying kick, maybe? Yeah. So okay. your flying kick, I would say that... Hmm. Yeah, you could do like a one... I would say a once per conflict... Just because it's one of those, like, I don't know if you'd be able to use it twice. Yeah, <laughs> It'd just be like, oh, this dude's jump. doing a flying jump kick at us. <laughs> um, but you Giant could, Jaguar! Um, you could spend a fate point to... You could spend a fate point uh, coupled with a melee attack to create advantage. Okay. Because that would be knocking somebody prone. Okay, spend... Spend a fate point with Malie to gain advantage. All right, sweet. Okay. All righty. So, was that all? Was that all five for everybody? No, I still have arms, and I was going to put in for arms the. Oh, I have arms and legs still. Um, for arms, I was going to do the salvage stunt. Okay. Yeah. 
salvage and for oh, stuns cost face fate points to use, yes right yes uh, hmm. oh. maybe i'm gonna swap it instead of doing salvage i'll put For okay, so how does the um point allocation specifically work? Because I put head plus uh, my head has a blast of plus two. Okay. So does that mean I have another plus two to put somewhere else? Or yeah. okay. Yeah. You so your head, you would get plus two in blast, and then you would get plus two another stat for your head as well. Mm, okay. So I'll put plus four for blast. Okay. I sent you a picture of what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> um shit hold on I gotta think now um I think for arms no ah yes I will use contact plus four with my arms to make contact <laughs> with the enemy box <laughs> LB already has the provoke stuff. Uh, I'm going to swap it. Blast plus four in the arms and head will get pilot plus four so I don't have to do anything. You mean armor plus four? Armor plus four. Yeah. Armor, armor plus four. And then for legs, my leggies. I got a return visitor. Could I put blast plus four in my legs as well to get a cumulative plus eight? Yes. Fuck yeah. Yep. Gundam head. So fuck it all. Head blast plus eight. Front head blast plus eight. Back plus eight. Plus four. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be Gundam heavy arms. It's <laughs> no. Yeah. Arms and legs. Blast plus four. Okay. All right. So is that everybody's plus five? Or five skills? My cat is just being a fucking derp. Oh, Actually, let me... This back. I know you love it very I'll much. I'll send you <laughs> the general. All right. Look. So the next important thing that you guys have already kind of done is flavoring your armor. So like, what does it look like to everybody else? Because LB sent me a picture and it looks like a six-winged angel demon thing it has cloved it has cloven hooves it has a tail as well as two horns that almost like hubris had kind of like come out and then meet up in the middle and that's where the third eye will open up and blast people i see now why they called that skill blast it's just it rolls off the tongue so much easier I, I I am going to modify the, it from the drawing slightly. I would like her to be red and black. Okay. Um, so kind of like an angel's death. And her mouth, uh, when it's when it's like normal, it looks like that. But when it opens, it's one of those like... Predator um, mouths. What? The predator mouths where it's like that. No, no, no. It like splits like, like in Japanese like horror. Their mouth Ooh. splits and it's just all the teeth. <sighs> yeah. Awesome. Splits wider. Yeah. Oh man, GB, right. what did you choose? Oh, uh, RJ, you're the only one I haven't sent this to. Uh, un momento, por favor. I want Steven to describe mine. Describe it. 
Yours looks like a Lego. Like you made it with Legos once and said good enough. Mass produced. Mm -hmm. Or do you have... Okay, so with yours, I have more questions, but we'll let Greybeard... Yeah. So, so GB, describe to um, us, what does it so look like? So it looks like a very heavy suit of, of samurai armor. And it's uh, it's black and with some gold highlights, um, but I think the gold highlights are actually like lit up, and so when I go into stealth mode, even they they go black, and so everything's just you know dark and, and sort of shimmery when when I go hit the stealth mode on it just you know blocks incoming signals and whatnot, so I don't appear on the on their radar, and. Um, and then yeah, it's uh, he's got the the massive sword, um, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, it just looks like like a mecked out um, suit of samurai armor. Baller as hell. And speaking of ball, RJ. <laughs> uh, so again, with the the transformation, is there any benefit to it, or is it just like I just change forms? You just, uh, you can reallocate points. So in your transformation, if you have like plus four and blast, then in your transformed form, uh, ver you can change that plus four and blast to be a wider range. So you can get plus one in four different stats or plus mm. two in two different ones. So you can actually change your mech depending on what you transform into. Cool. Yeah, that works. So uh, it's a ball with a gun. <laughs> Uh, Are you Hamtaro? <laughs> Are you Hammond? No, he doesn't have a grappling hook. That'd be kind of baller as hell, though. <laughs> just <laughs> grapple up to people and just like, shink. Well, particularly since that would be useful for salvage too. You know what I mean? Clean. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. In so in my head, um, what the transformation looks like is um, the ball actually like unwinds like Samus Aran style. And underneath oh, okay. is like a full-bodied mech. I see. I see. I dig it. Because I was gonna ask, since you, since your uh, your attribute or your uh, aspect that we figured out earlier was, uh, it's not uh, like, uh, what was it? The it's not. It's mine. not mine. I swear. Yeah, it's not mine. I swear. Um, I was thinking that that was like a central core that you had and then there was just like ramshackled pieces of other mechs kind of built off of it so it mm. had what looked to be a humanoid style mech but then on the inside was just this tiny ball that was controlling all of it basically like hooked up so you had this central core so when other parts come out or you transformed into your jet mode that you wanted to earlier no, that I... it would basically be like a modular mech you would so, be build fighter I kind of... I'm just gonna change it around like um the company that oh god I can't even remember the name. LB's, LB's company? family. LB's family yeah. company remodeled it so that generally it's the ball form, but then when it turns to that humanoid form, then the anti Earth Federation kind of recognizes like, oh wait a minute, that used to be one of our guys. Oh, okay. I got it. I love our it. top guys. Our top men. Top men. Crates and balls. It. So we have a ball, a samurai, and an angel of death. 
walk into a bar. <laughs> These are the protagonists I always wanted. <laughs> okay, so then there is one more step afterward, which is connect your armor to your pilot. So uh, name your armor. It may be the model number, a classification, or even a personal nickname that you have for it. Uh, another common choice is a type of medieval weapon that they used in the in the uh, Camelot trigger. Uh, also consider using one of your aspects to make a personal connection with your armor. So, uh, like if like in your case, RJ, your connection with it would be, this isn't mine, I swear. Or LB, your aspect, uh, uh, the keen eye. Like, you know, like, because again, you have a keen eye, and then you also said that your mech uses its third eye to start blasting people. So is there some connection between that kind of, like, scrutiny that you have in general with the way that your mech ended up being? It's a good question. Um, I know its name. Yeah. Its name is... Shino Tenshi. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> For you audio cast listeners, RJ just noped. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, because she had such a, she probably designed the whole thing like from <laughs> from top to bottom. Okay, and uh, you know. I kind of like it in my head that instead of like this Crayola crayon drawing, it's actually like a blueprint schematic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, Daddy, I want this, and it's like, Oh, <laughs> oh shit. And and why oh, that does, works? Why does the mouth open up so much like that? Oh, that's so I can let more sunlight into my area. <laughs> <laughs> but then okay. what about the missiles in the mouth? Uh, well, obviously. <laughs> oh, you gotta have missiles. Yeah. I think I think that that's a good idea, uh, indoor about having the third eye. My like opening it, like becoming one with my mech was like more of a spiritual thing to me because it was my baby. It was the thing that I made, like I wanted, and I thought it up and I made it. And so, like I, when I'm in my mech, I it's me. I am my mech okay so that if you would like is actually another really good aspect that you could take on which okay. is i am my mech i am my mech i dig it oh and i'm totally like uh and this this is for rj's character whenever my mech gets just like like hurt and stuff i i am right there like a kid who's waiting for his toy that's being washed like sitting outside like don't mm. just make sure you're not doing that part. That part doesn't belong there. Like I can't cinch that nut too tight. Like yeah, I dig it. I like it. I got mine. Yeah, it's gonna be four zero dash R G three R Y. Okay, hold the fuck on. <laughs> so, what is it? Four four zero dash three uh, R G three R Y. pronounced forgery <laughs> i like it I, dude, I, i'm hugging you right <laughs> and, and lb what did you say the name of yours was uh shino tenshi 
Awesome. Which means Angel of Death. Nice. <laughs> All right. And GB? Uh, it's uh, the Japanese, because I did the same thing, uh, Dakushiro, which is the Dark Tide. Nice. All right. I figured as soon as we added the stealth part, I'm like, oh, yeah, this, this is the thing. I just appear from nowhere in death, you know? <laughs> All right, so you will notice uh, everybody who's still at the at the stream. I probably didn't spell Dakushiro right. <laughs> Mnemonics, just just the way it sounds. That's the way I'm writing it in my notes. D A K U. Yes. Look at it. Can I Been here for so long. It's great. She never hangs out with me on stream without causing a ruckus. She's so high on kitty gas. <laughs> she is, though. She's really high. Um, Me my but, pajamas. Uh, so now we all know. We have everything about our mechs, everything about our characters. Uh, I know that we were thinking initially of possibly going into a little bit of gameplay because we've spent uh, so long doing this. But I also know... Uh, LB, you were saying that it's getting kind of late, and I know that some of you guys have also been doing character creation for hours <laughs> today. This is like what, GB, hour seven of character creation for you today? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, uh, and yeah, I still have choices to make on that character. Mm -hmm. so, I, my blood sugar was crashing. I had to, I had to walk away. <laughs> that's totally fine. But uh, if you guys would like. We can always revisit these characters later. I think that this was a good first foray uh, into into Gundams and Mechs because, again, as a DM prep thing, there's so much for me to go on with this already. Like, there's not... The best part is that there's not so much that it's like, okay, I need to do at least a week's worth of research. But it's like, again, you have your lost love that was during the war totally not going to come back wearing a helmet and a visible scar underneath being like i don't remember who you are all i know is battle um yeah that's totally not gonna happen because that's who the hell is bucky <laughs> exactly that's definitely not going to happen wink Never. Uh, but yeah, so if, uh, if we ever get the time again, I would very much love to come back and actually play with these characters because we just spent a long time getting invested. I know that I spent a long time tonight explaining <laughs> a lot of this stuff, but at the same time, it's a verbose game at the beginning. Once it takes off, it's yeah. whatever. It's like kids on bikes in that sense where it's like a lot of building and then, and then we go. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and also, now that I have all this stuff, I can build a small scenario around it. So, uh, if ever there's a night where Barry isn't free for some reason or another on Tuesday, we could always do mechs. Yeah, yeah. Unless we were still really down for Waterdeep, because I know I am. Um, but I think with that, that's all the time that we have for this right now, just because we couldn't get into a roleplay session without it being... 3 a.m. Yeah, without yeah, it being yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it would... Yes. I'd I'm excited. <clears throat> yes. And, as always, send me character notes if you guys are like, this is more about this person's backstory, or this is another bond I thought of with an NPC. Like, please... I love reading. 
I love reading the things that my friends send me, especially when I can use all of that to help create a story for everybody. So I'll write down the rivalry. Yes, Mackenzie oh, boobs. Boobs Mackenzie. Boobs Mackenzie. Big boobies is one of the notes <laughs> they have right there. So then this is the sword that Kenjobu carries on his own person in reality. Oh yes, he's one of those characters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I'm so happy. I love Gunda. <laughs> 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 I want a little anime cat. If he gets a sword, I want a little anime cat that felt, you know, like that's just eyes. You get yeah. it. You you're having it. Yes. You know why? Kenjobu has his sword, you have your anime cat, and RJ has ball. <laughs> I have more balls. <laughs> your your yeah. mech is a spherical shape, and then you also have this little green ball that is Oddly enough, the Sunset I, uh, mascot, the product, or Sunrise, the ma uh, company that makes Gundam, that is their mascot, is just a little green ball. It's good that RJ's character has more balls because Hubris doesn't have any. Oh. My leg. <laughs> My feelings. <laughs> so I know, you, I know that you're on the East Coast, but I could always Google the nearest burn word for you if you need it. <laughs> Fuck you. Shit. My mom's a nurse. <laughs> I can get the ointment myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. LB has a third eye. RJ has a third ball. <laughs> it's true. This is canon now. This is the canon we live in. It's a kickstand. Gross. <laughs> D12, man. D12. <laughs> 16. All right. But I don't know if we're going to be doing nights in the courtyard after this. Probably not. Who knows? Uh, but... If we do, we got, we will hear, uh, we can answer questions about this whole process. I know I have questions for people. Um, <laughs> you can hear me rant about Gundam. Yeah, like you did for the last three hours. <laughs> Almost like maybe parts. we should have had a different podcast that's just RJ and I being like, oh my god, Gundams though. <laughs> oh my god, hey patrons, wrecked. tell us if you would like a podcast of RJ and I going, but Gundams though. We'll see what we can do. Um, but... That is, uh, that is it for me. RJ, where can we find oh. you? What do you do? Hey, everybody. I am RJ here on the show, your local mech enthusiast, rjustice282 on Twitter and Twitch, where I tweet about the nerdy things and sometimes stream. Maybe I'll stream this weekend because I have free time. Uh, yeah, you could catch me here on Monday as Kalem, our Shatterkai cleric, Tuesday as Hubris the Warlock, who's in the doghouse, and uh, starting January 26th on Pro Restart, a stream for Monster of the Week. Yes. All right. Graybeard, where can we find you? What do you do? Uh, I, I needed to look up something, but uh, I'll wing it. Uh, I'm Graybeard of Graybeard's Tavern. Uh, generally, I'm Kronk Gorblast on Tuesday nights uh, right here on Indoors Channel and for Waterdeep. And then... Uh, on Sunday mornings, uh, bright and early, I played Darkest Dungeon with lots of props, including what I was putting together earlier, my new crossbow. Oh, what uh, the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, RJ missed it completely. <laughs> come join us on Sundays for some Darkest Dungeon 10 at 10 to noon on uh, on my on my Twitch channel, Greybeard Tavern. Uh, 
check it out on Twitter. I'm constantly retweeting the wonderful stuff that all my pals do and the craziness of, you know, my, my own stuff. So uh, just check it out there. And then starting next Thursday, I believe it is one o'clock. Yeah. One o'clock. Uh, our time. EST. Eastern. EST. 1 p.m. EST. I'll be playing in a Blue Rose campaign with uh, Pro Restarter and um, some new fellas that uh, we want, and that's a romantic fantasy. So join us then. I'm excited for romance and fantasy. <laughs> yes. New thing for me to watch at work while I'm totally working. Uh, <laughs> and LB, where can we find you? What do you do? Hi, I'm LB. LB Hack em Up. I have a Twitter, and I'm going to tweet right after this promise and then uh you can find me this sunday on encounter roleplays channel at uh five o'clock eastern time for a fates game which is a lot of the reason why i'm here tonight to familiarize myself and remember and all that stuff so i'll be playing a uh book nerd in high school and someone who's not comfortable talking to people in general so not like myself at all and then next week, Friday, uh, the 25th, I'm going to be in at 8 p.m. on Pro Restarters channel with Birthright. Playing a, a character that's a lot like, uh, a little bit like uh, uh, Boromir, a little bit like uh, Aquaman, a little bit like Diana, Wonder Woman. Who knows? Who knows, indeed. And this uh, is Krieg. What a great cat. We've had a great cat stream. Yeah. This whole day. Um, and I am the Indoor Adventurer. If you have made it to this point, you probably already knew that uh, by coming to the Indoor Adventurer Twitch stream. We also have a YouTube where you can catch up on the backlog of the Monday D&D 5th Edition homebrew campaign that I run uh, with LB, RJ, our dear friend Cyberwolf, and our dear friend Danae. Uh, and then on Tuesday nights... Uh, also at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I run Waterdeep Dragon Heist with these three wonderful people as well as our Australian boy in charge, damn it, Barry, uh, who wasn't here tonight. I don't think I asked him if he wanted to do mech stuff. I didn't know wow, how... It... I know. I feel really bad now. I also didn't know what his take on mechs were or if he was awake or sleeping because Australia time is weird. He was at the gym. Oh, that makes sense um you know that healthy lifestyle instead of max uh <laughs> and uh yeah if we we talked about nights in the courtyard earlier which is an after show that we do that is released to our patrons so if you would like to hop in and support via patreon that is patreon.com slash the indoor adventurer uh and you can of course follow me on twitter at at indoor wtf as my players have said that quite frequently but not last week so maybe there's trouble of brewing next no, week no 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 who can say but that is all the time that we have. So again, I wanted to say thanks to each and every single one of you who decided to come by and, and watch us try something new. Uh, hopefully, we'll, uh, hopefully this was a good experience for everybody and we'll try and do either more DM prep work or we can finally get this Gundam campaign. <laughs> Not even a campaign, but just like a, a few rounds. Man, I want mechs so bad. Uh, and we'll we'll get that uh, out to all of you in a timely fashion. But until then, we'll see you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye!